1: Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair and I am really, uh, this is a kind of a cool day for me because of a couple of reasons. We're gonna introduce something to you that, frankly, I rarely talk about on Vitality Radio, but we're gonna talk a lot more about uh, during 2024. And uh, I'll explain what that means in just a moment. I already introduced the idea of what I plan to do inside my Facebook listeners community in 2024. I had a lot of people get really excited about that. So this is going to be something I think you're really going to love. But there's, a as I said, there's a couple of reasons I'm excited about this particular episode. One is the co- what we're actually going to talk about, the content of the episode. But the other one is uh, the guy I get to talk to. Uh, this is, I, I think we go back now, and, and, and maybe he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere in the neighborhood of eight, nine, ten years, something like that, uh, we met at a trade show. And uh, he was just uh, brand new in America with his company. And I'd never heard of him. And uh, we met. We had a nice conversation. Uh, He converted me to the way that they were doing things a little bit differently than what has been done in the area of homeopathy. Now, if you're not familiar with homeopathy, this is a question I ask clients all the time. Do you know the difference between homeopathy and naturopathy? And most people, frankly, think it's the same thing. And that's okay. That's why we have Vitality Radio. We're going to talk about the difference. Naturopathy basically just being the natural way of doing things, looking at a holistic approach. Um, we have lots of naturopathic doctors out there that are, work, you know, functional medicine doctors, things like that, that are working through, you know, naturopathic methods. Now, many of those docs also use homeopathy in their practices, but homeopathy is its own thing. It's its own type of medicine. We're going to get into what that is, what it means, and how it's different from uh, naturopathy and certainly how it's different from allopathic medicine or traditional Western medicine, you know, pharmaceuticals and things like that. So that's what today's episodes about. We're going to talk about the safety profile of homeopathy, the history of homeopathy, why I believe uh, that in 2024 it's it's uh, how do I put this? It's later than I should have done this, but we're doing it anyway. in 2024 we're going to introduce much, much more of this concept to you. Uh, this is something that is uh, has become, a much bigger part of what I do at Vitality Nutrition. And frankly, I'm excited to learn with you uh, today and on future episodes of Vitality Radio as I dive deeper into the homeopathic principles and the specific remedies that are in homeopathic medicine that I believe have so much merit and value to you and your family. So, Without further ado, I'll remind you one thing, and then we'll introduce my guest, uh, Vitality Radio, of course, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah, and by VitalityNutrition.com, which, of course, you can get anywhere. Uh, You can jump on the .com to check out uh, our offerings, but also to open up a chat and chat with us about uh, your questions. You can, of course, call us at Vitality Nutrition at 801-292-6662. If you have questions, no matter where you are, we don't care if you're in Utah or not, give that phone number a call. We're happy to help you over the phone and make sure you get your questions answered. That's what we aim to do is do as much educating as we possibly can through this show and through the phone and the chat feature on our website. And as I said, without further ado, now I'll introduce my friend who was born in France, which I was grateful uh, enough to uh, spend a few magical days in Paris just uh, earlier this year, and uh, I hope to go back very, very soon. Uh, He was raised on homeopathy, Guillaume has over 25 years of experience in marketing homeopathy and natural medicines. He worked and helped develop the homeopathic category in France, Spain, Mexico, and in the United States. Uh, he is the founder of Olois in 2012, uh, the first line of lactose free and organic certified homeopathic single medicines in America. Guillaume is also co-owner of Savine Group, specializing in the manufacturing of seed-to-shelf homeopathic medicines in France and uh, the owners of Alois. Uh, His passion is to share with consumers his vision of a natural way to better health with homeopathy. And I'd love to welcome to the show right now, my friend, Guillaume Alois. Guillaume, welcome to Vitality Radio.
2: Thank you so much, Jared, for having me. It's a real pleasure.
1: Well, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you started this uh, thing in 2012, and that was probably the year I met you, 2012 or 2013, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. know. We met uh, the very first uh, I remember this uh, trade show in uh, Pacific Northwest, uh-huh. <coughs> and uh, I was impressed by what you were doing already. Uh, but uh, fast forwarding uh, 12, 10 years later, wow, congratulations for, for the radio, for what you do at the store. Uh Vitality Nutrition is a great partner of ours. So thank you. Well, absolutely,
1: and we're excited to be involved with you. I, I, we just had a visit uh, maybe a month ago at Vitality. You came to Utah and we talked for a while and discussed you know, doing this show and also a bunch of the innovations that you've made with your line of homeopathic remedies, which I definitely want to get into. But for those that are listening that are not very aware of homeopathy, can you give us just a basic breakdown of what homeopathy is?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, homeopathy is a natural medicine. It's part of the naturopathic approach that you uh, talked about earlier with a little bit of a difference as far as like how it works. Homeopathy is, you know, remedies are based, uh, are made from from plants and minerals for the most part. A few of them are animal-based also remedies. But uh, basically, homeopathy is based on two principles or two concepts. The first one is that our body has its own ability to heal? I guarantee that if you cut your skin, eventually it's going to heal by itself. Our body is made such a way that we can fight disease. We can, you know, we have the immune system, and it works by itself. The problem is we don't want to be sick uh, for days and days waiting for the body to take over. And sometimes we need a bit push. So there are two ways to approach <clears throat> that, uh, you know speeding the healing process either we use conventional drugs that as you as you mentioned which are going to mask the symptom and chemically induced you know reduce the pain or make you sleep Um, or you work with your body and this is what we do with homeopathy we are going to stimulate our body to do its job faster and better How do we do that? Well, it's based on the principle of likes cure likes. I don't know if you've heard about that back in the days when it first uh, was mentioned by hippocrates 400 years before christ hippocrates by the way is the founder of medicine you know the one who said first do no harm i wish we would remember that now but um, (laughs) me too you know when you see when you see those commercials with 10 seconds on the the remedy the medicine and 20 seconds on the side effects. but Mm -hmm. nevertheless we work with the body so our body has its own ability to heal and what uh, we are going to do with a like-skill-like principle, back in the days of uh, Hippocrates, it was called the law of similars, is that if a substance is capable of causing harm in high dose, if you take a micro dose of it, it's going to stimulate the body to react against the symptoms. And I I have in mind a couple of examples. Uh, The first one that I like to use is actually not a homeopathic one because I believe every doctor on Earth will agree with me uh, on how they work. And I'm talking about vaccines. Whether we are against or in favor of vaccines is not the debate here. But the way it works is, let's say, for example, the flu shot. If you're in contact with a flu virus, you get flu-like symptoms. So virus causes harm. Well, what they do is they, take a, they dilute that same virus every year. And you know they give you a microdose of that virus and it stimulates the body against flu-like symptoms. So that's the principle of Likes-Cure Likes. We use the same principle in homeopathy. Instead of using vir- viruses, we use plants, minerals that are toxic, that are going to cause harm on high dose, and we dilute them. And we give, instead of injection, it's in a pellet you put under the tongue. But um, they are going to stimulate the body to react against those symptoms. A couple of examples that I think everybody will understand uh, is, for example, when you chop an onion, you're going to get runny nose, watery eyes, sneezing, especially the watery eyes. Well, we have an amazing homeopathic uh, remedy for runny nose, watery eyes, and it's called allium sipa. In, in homeopathy, we use the Latin name of those substances. So it's the same name all over the world. Um, and it's called allium sipa. And allium sipa in homeopathy is used for all the allergic reactions that you have, all the different symptoms of runny nose, watery eyes, and sneezing. So the onion causes those symptoms. A microdose of that same onion will help stimulate our body to fight against those symptoms. So that's one example. Another example, which, you know, every morning I take mine, uh, coffee. Coffee keeps you awake in high dose, except for my grandmother who would never go to sleep without drinking coffee. Usually the rest of the world, uh, you know, can't get to sleep if they drink too much coffee. Well, we take a homeopathic dilution of the coffee when we have difficulty falling asleep. In Latin, it's called coffea cruda. So coffea cruda in Latin, I meaning homeopathy, is used for difficulty falling asleep. That same time when you are very tired, you want to go to bed, you think you're going to sleep like a baby, but the second you lie down, you think about a million things. Your brain does not stop. It's called difficulty falling asleep due to hyperactivity of the brain. Coffea cruda will be an amazing remedy for that. So, this is kind of what the principle of homeopathy is based on, the likes cure likes. And again, there is no myth, there is no mystery. It's just that we know, we need to know what the toxicity of the substance is in high dose. We dilute it and give you the homeopathic version of it to fight against those symptoms.
1: So, for people that are unaware of uh, of homeopathy, again, that really this is kind of news to them, or don't really have a great understanding of it, um, when you say dilute,
2: let's talk about that. How diluted are these substances? They are very diluted. They are very diluted. <clears throat> we, uh, what we do first, we have to transform the the. The, the substance, the plant or the mineral, uh, in a liquid form. So we let them macerate. For example, plants. Eighty percent of them are plants. So we let them macerate, and we obtain what we call the mother tincture, which is the herbal extract, the liquid extract of the substance. At that time, it's still toxic. And by the way, <clears throat> uh, for those, uh, you know, the the same method at that time is like what herbal remedy would be. You know, just the the dilution of it. Mm -hmm. But at that time, it is not homeopathic yet because it hasn't been diluted. So what we do, it's very, uh, very simple, actually. Uh, The first concept was invented by Dr. Hanneman 200 years ago, a German doctor. Uh, And basically what he did, he he took the the macerate, the mother tincture. And let's say, for example, you put one drop of that tincture in 99 drops of alcohol. You shake it very quickly to make sure it's completely uh, mixed and um, you get the one 100th one of the actual mother tincture. So it's mm-hmm. the first dilution. And for those who are semi, uh, familiar with homeopathy on the tubes themselves, you'll see the name of the remedy in Latin, as I mentioned, and then a number and a letter. So for example, Arnica Montana 30C. C means a hundred. This is why you know, we, when, every time you do the dilution 1-100th, it's one dilution. So the first dilution, my first 1-100th, would be 1C. And then you take that 1C in 99 drops of alcohol in a separate vial, and you get the 2C, 3C, 4C. We go up to 30C, which is the most popular, and even 200C, uh, which is the highest dilution we can we sell in the United States over-the-counter. And uh, as you can imagine, if you multiply every time by 100, they are very, very diluted. Yeah, now, so they are, oh, all- yeah, no, excuse me. I was going to say, you know, what Hahnemann did 200 years ago, he kept diluting it and see, you know, he would giving it to his uh, patient or family or friend at that time. You didn't I want to be a friend of Hahnemann because he would say, hey, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to see if, you know if I dilute it one time and I give it to you and it was not diluted enough so it would be still toxic so it would, it would be sick. And nowadays, you couldn't do that anymore, of course, experimentation. Uh, but uh, it was that at that time, 200 years ago, in the early 1800s, that's what they were doing. They had no other way to find out you know how it would work. And so he kept diluting it and giving it to the patient. And um, at some point, he saw that after a certain threshold of dilution the patient would start re- to react against the symptom and he was the first one to actually uh, experiment and 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 realize that the concept of likes pure likes was true and uh, nowadays it's been used a lot especially uh, as i said in, in in vaccines but but he was the first one to to discover it
1: yeah it's a really interesting concept when you when, when you Compare, you know, uh, homeopathy, homeopathic principles to vaccine principles, which I do all the time when I'm talking to people at Vitality, but I do it cautiously because there's a pretty big difference between the way these things are done in terms of dilution. The homeopathic oh, yeah. dilutions in many cases are diluted dramatically more, and well, right. pretty pretty much in all cases. And because there there aren't any other things added to the mix. We're not we're not adding preservatives. We're not adding adjuvants. We're not adding some of the things that would be so concerning for some people when it comes to vaccines. Um, What I think is really, really interesting and fascinating, though, and this is one I can't wait to to hear your explanation, because, frankly, I think how you've described all of this is. Is great. I, I think you're you're absolutely laying this out in a way that should be easy to digest for people that are you know new to this, and hopefully a nice refresher for people that know a little bit about homeopathy and maybe have some in their uh, you know their medicine kit at home. But the big thing is that dilution. You would think under normal circumstances, let's take vitamin C. If I'm giving somebody a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, and I give them only a hundred milligrams of vitamin C, in most cases, we're going to assume that a thousand milligrams is stronger therefore better. But with homeopathy, it's a little different. The more dilute it gets, in, in one way, it becomes more potent or more effective. Can you explain that?
2: <clears throat> well, yes. Um, throughout those 200 years of experimentation through doctors, and again, this is a, a, an experimental medicine, you know, it's been based on the practice and the experience from f- hundreds of thousands of doctors around the world, and obviously billions of patients throughout 200 years. <clears throat> they found out that depending on the level of dilution, the remedy can address different types of symptoms or different circumstances. Mm-hmm. For example, when a the rule of thumb in homeopathy is when the Dilution is minimal, like, for example, the low dilution, a 6C or 12C, which are the two most common low dilutions used in the United States. We address more recent and local symptoms. <clears throat> for example, the arnica, bumps and bruises. If you spray your ankle yesterday, if your child falls and gets a big bump in the forehead or you pinch your finger in the door, you, you need something that's going to act very fast and very locally and that would be a lower dilution like 6c now and as you go up in the dilution level you address more general and chronic symptoms like for example the arnica 12c will be the next one would be for ideal for surgery uh, because <clears throat> you when you think about it <clears throat> the symptoms due to the surgery are not that local. If you have a knee surgery, it doesn't hurt where the incision is. It radiates all over the leg. If you Mm -hmm. have plastic surgery, you know, rhinoplasty, for example, um, you see those people with the nose job, the rhinoplasty, they're not just bruised on the nose. It radiates all over the face. So it's a bit more spread out. And this is why the next dilution is the most appropriate, the 12C. And then you have the 30C. Now we are talking about general symptoms and even chronic Conditions, chronic back pain, or if I worked out for the first time in six months, my entire body is sore. Then you would go to a two hundred thirty, and then there is a one last uh, dilution that is commonly used is the two hundred. Um, the two hundred CK, K stands for Korsakov, which is the who is the first doctor who used that dilution, um, is when there is an emotional component associated with the pain you know, you have a very hard time dealing dealing with 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 the symptom emotionally. With homeopathy, we can fine-tune. It's not like we have a a pain reliever that's going to relieve any pain anytime for anyone the same way, like conventional medicine would do we fine tune and depending on the individual, and this is why the the job of a homeopathic practitioner is actually way more complex than a general practitioner like a conventional doctor, because they have to understand the modality, how the patient reacts to the symptoms. How does it feel better? How does it feel worse? Um, Is it at night, is it during the day? Is it with cold water, with hot water? I mean, it's very complex. Granted that in your store, for example, you have the most basic remedies that are going to work like 90% of the time. But if you have more like a a, a chronic condition that you would need a professional uh, consultation with, the doctor will spend probably an hour with you to determine which remedy and which dilution will be the most appropriate for you. And this is very unique to homeopathy.
1: Yeah, it's really, and it's a fascinating uh, science and to the, well, I'll just tell you my my history with it. So I grew up in a health food store, right? Most people listening to this show know that my parents opened up Vitality Nutrition when I was five years old. So as a someone who's spent a little bit of time around natural remedies, I've seen all the things, right? I've seen the herbal remedies, I've seen the herbal tinctures, I've seen the vitamins, the minerals, the amino acids and all these things. And homeopathy, frankly, as a younger man, was completely perplexing to me. It made no sense. I couldn't wrap my head around how in the world something that's almost not there because it's so dilute could yield such a positive and powerful effect. And yet we had people come in on a regular basis raving about how the the results they got with homeopathy. And I thought, "I, I don't know, I don't get it, I don't understand it, and I rarely recommended it. And as I, got, uh, as I got a little bit older and, and uh, got a little bit more, I don't know, educated, I guess is probably the best way to put it, uh, a little more wisdom under my belt, it started to make sense. I started to at least get the grasp on it, and I started to spend some time. In fact, I took a job. Um, I, I was a consultant for an herbal remedy company that used homeopathics in some of their herbal remedies uh, in combination, and I initially thought... You know, I, I, I And I, I was not just a consultant, I was a formulator. I formulated many products for them. And I originally thought, it doesn't make sense to combine these two things. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I recognized that in order to, because one of the other positions I had with them is as an educator, I had to understand how this stuff actually worked for the first time. And so I started digging in and started understanding it. And around that same time, I started doing a form of biofeedback testing, which worked through frequencies and, and energy and, and very, very low dilutions, essentially, of of different things. And I started seeing some really, really impressive results, especially I thought it was interesting. You know, and you'll have to tell me if, if you've uh, seen this as well. In children, uh, children seem to respond to homeopathy really, really well. I don't know if there's just less yeah. stuff in the way or what it is, but uh, no, it speak to that sense. for a minute.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean that's actually uh, if we go back to what I said at the very beginning that we work with our body, we stimulate our body to do its job. The remedy is not going to be the one doing the job. it's the body, your immune system and guess what in children they have a, in theory a much healthier immune system that than than grown ups or elderly people because they haven't you know been contaminated a little bit by by everything else, by, you know, over commercial medicines, by junk food, by pollution, etc. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Um, the stronger your immune system is, the more effective homeopathy will be because it's going to stimulate something that works better already. Uh, and it's true that with elderly people, or if you are, for example, undergoing a I don't know, chemotherapy, you have a very, very weak immune system, then homeopathy might, you know, not work as fast or as well because there is really nothing to stimulate. And so you're right. I mean, there are some limitations to homeopathy. And the very first one is that you have to have uh, some sort of immunity, immune system to work with in the first place. Uh, So you have to have some defense uh, yourself.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I... I thought, and and I I really thought it was really interesting with the kids. Um, I thought, okay, so there's a couple of things. First off, I'm going to tell you a story that I think that just blew my mind when it happened. I had an employee of mine who was working for me, uh, was off on maternity leave, had her baby. And her baby was born with uh, several issues that doctors couldn't figure out. Um, and, I, and I won't go into the details, but there were five different symptoms that were present that they couldn't figure out. They were trying to diagnose with all kinds of different things, but nothing really fit their diagnostic parameters. And uh, it essentially said, you know, let's just kind of wait and see. None of them were life-threatening, but some of them were a little bit scary, certainly for the mother. And she said, you know, Jared, can you know, can we talk about this? And, and so I, I started working with her and long story too long already probably, I I started working with her, and I said, you know, at this age, we're basically stuck with homeopathy in terms of our options. We don't have a bunch of other things that we can really do uh, that I would feel comfortable giving to my two week old. Uh, so let's look, and and I shouldn't say stuck with, <laughs> because I no, think homeopathy I mean, is amazing it's for babies, but it's like. Available. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the option available, year. right? Yeah. And yeah. and and interestingly enough, this was at about that same time frame when I was finally wrapping my head around homeopathy and giving it a lot more credence than I had before. So, we set out on the journey with homeopathic remedies. And after Uh, about, and and remember, we're talking about a two-week-old child, right? So this is not the type of thing that a placebo effect is going to impact. You know, he didn't understand what the heck we were giving him. Uh, And so we started giving him uh, a combination of remedies uh, for this combination of symptomology. And I literally, I remember telling her, I don't know if this it's going to work, but I know it's going to be safe, and it's certainly worth a try. Let's give this a shot and see what we can do. And within a couple of weeks, these symptoms had cleared up. All five symptoms had cleared up. The doctor, the pediatrician, was didn't know what to think um, and, and gave no real explanation for what the heck had just happened. Um, and that was one of the first things that sort of opened me up to the possibility that this stuff really can be, although extremely gentle, also extremely powerful. Yep. The next story I want to tell that I think is really important is of a dog. I had a neighbor who, on the in Utah, we have not one but two July celebrations that include fireworks. We have July 4th, which everybody has around this country, and we have July 24th, which we call Pioneer Day. And for three days before and three days after these holidays, so a total of 12 days during the month, people can shoot off all the fireworks they want. And they had this little Jack Russell Terrier, which is a hyper spaz dog anyway, in terms of, you know, if you know what a Jack Russell is, they're kind of on edge, we'll say, on a regular basis. And it wanted to chew through the fence every time the fireworks went off. And my neighbor came to me uh, two doors down from three doors down from me. And he said, Jared, I got to do something. I know you own a health food store. You got anything that can calm my dog down when these fireworks go up. And I said, yeah, I do. But I I don't know if it's going to work. I've never recommended it to a dog before. But let's give this a shot. And we did a combination of homeopathic remedies. And this was after the 4th of July. So we had 20 days until the next big event. And he came to me after the 24th of July and he said, oh my gosh, Jared, I can't tell you how much more calm he was. It was night and day. And he said, I remember we both had the conversation. We're like, well, we don't know if it's going to work, but it won't hurt. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'd never, ever recommended homeopathy to a dog before. And this is another one where you don't get a placebo effect with a Jack Russell. And so those two events, which were probably within a year or so of each other, plus my study that had been a couple of years prior, that's when I really became converted and said, okay, I got to really keep an eye on this thing and, and understand this because homeopathy really does have incredible value, if you can figure out, you know, kind of how to use it, when to use it, that sort of thing.
2: Not only I love those uh, <clears throat> those examples and those uh, stories because they always tell beautiful results, but, you know, we, we know homeopathy works. Uh, the problem in, in the United States is that it's so little, uh, not very well used not wildly used that maybe people think well if it worked that well why don't everybody use it you know and it's yeah. just a question of of knowledge and awareness because everywhere else in the world Jared and this is very important to mention homeopathy is the number one complementary and alternative medicine used in the world yeah, I grew well, up in well France.
1: above herbs or anything oh. else
2: right Definitely. Acupuncture, yeah. herbs, Ayurvedic, all the natural modalities. Number one, and it's not me saying it, it's the World Health Organization, and it's growing by 25% every year. There are countries, I grew up, I was born and grew up in France, where everybody uses homeopathy. There's not one household in France that doesn't have those little Tubes of pellets in their medicine cabinet. The number one OTC medicine because it's regulated as an over the counter uh, medicine anywhere in the world. Um, The number one OTC medicine in France is a homeopathic one. Imagine if Tylenol was homeopathic. How huge (laughs) it would be here in the United States, right? Everybody would be like, "Oh, of course it works." Of course. Well, this is what's going on around the world. Okay, so you know you cannot fool. And not just overnight, for 200 years. We are talking about billions of people who have used it for 200 years all over the world. So, you know, every, when someone tells me, well, I don't know, I'm not sure if homeopathy works. I mean, A, have you tried it? Because of course, if you right. never try it, you'll never know. But B, for me, there is two ways to prove to you that homeopathy works. The first one is a non-scientific way. Of course, it's what I just said. How can you fool two billions of people for two hundred years? I mean, if you take something for the first time that doesn't do anything, are you going to keep taking it your entire life? Right. I mean, no, you're not. You're not stupid. I mean, what would you spend your money on something that doesn't work? If you go to a doctor and it doesn't help you at all, will you go back to that doctor every time? all your life no so how do you explain that there are hundreds of thousands of practitioners out there who spend their entire career helping and helping heal hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients using exclusively homeopathy if homeopathy did not work it's impossible it, 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 I mean, people are not that stupid. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> uh, that's, and, but that's of course a non-scientific way because there are, there is a scientific way, and these are the clinical studies. You were talking about placebo. Yeah, so many people, the you know people who don't like homeopathy or don't believe in it say it's placebo. Well, <clears throat> the only way to prove is to do a double-blind, randomized clinical trial versus placebo. Right. You have a hundred right. people. With a you know with with a specific symptom, two groups of a hundred people each with the exact same symptoms, one will take I don't know a blue pill they don't know with nothing in it, the placebo uh, product, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is gonna be just the pill itself. Uh, and then you're gonna give a, another pill, let's say a green one, to the other group. But that one does have the the actual remedy in it. And nobody knows. That's why it's called double blind. You know, the patients don't know, of course. So they can't be biased. And not even the doctor who actually is doing the evaluation knows either. So double blind. Nobody knows. And then you see the results. And when you look at the placebo group, it's true that there are results, you know, uh, the average actually is pretty high. It's almost like 30%. And so some people say the placebo effect is 30%. I said, yeah, of course, the power of the brain is very important, but also let's not forget that our body has its own immunity to heal. So even if they didn't take anything, they would probably be better in 30% of the time anyway. Uh, But then you look at the the group that actually took the, the real remedy. And if it's 30%, that means all those people are right. It's does nothing else but just placebo or just your body working by itself but the results that are published in very prestigious medical journals and I'm you know I'm not talking about the all newsletter I'm talking about the you know <laughs> the lancet the lancet uh, uh-huh. the bible of medical journal the pediatrics the american journal of oncology and they all published hundreds of clinical studies that show a 37 40 40 50 percent improvement and as long as there is a significant difference between the results from the placebo group and the results from the group that took the actual remedy they have to believe it. They, it. it is published it is out there it is working so you know i'm not saying it's working better you know than 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 commercial drugs or or herbal remedies um, some clinical studies they show the pretty much the same. I remember they did a, a clinical study uh, with three groups. One with a placebo, there's nothing in the syrup. Th- the other one with homeopathy and a third one with a conventional cough syrup just mm-hmm. to see the result because that's another thing is that if they say, okay, well, it may be safe, but it doesn't work as well as the commercial drugs. So let's let's prove it. Let's show it. And guess what? The results as far as the effectiveness of the remedy was the identical between the group with the homeopathic cough syrup and the conventional one, except as, as far as the side effects, the placebo group and the homeopathic group were exactly the same, so no side effect. And of course, they had plenty of side effects on the conventional drugs. So I, am, I have absolutely nothing against pre, uh, conventional medicines. If I had to give antibiotics to my kids, I would have given them no question asked. But if you try homeopathy first, see how it goes for a couple of days, monitor it. Obviously, go always go to see a doctor if there is a serious condition, just to make sure you're not missing anything. And then you see, if you need to go to the commercial medicine, go ahead. But in my case, I mean, I, have, I knock on wood, 25 and 21-year-old uh, kids never had to go to commercial medicine. So, I mean, it, it does work and without the side effect, which is the only option that you have in any store, because even supplements and, and, and herbal remedies do have side effects. You know if you take too much vitamin C, you, you can be in trouble. Um, obviously less than conventional drugs, but still, not with homeopathy. So these are the very two, I think main points, the safety and the efficacy of uh, homeopathy at the same time.
1: Well, it's an interesting thing because th- when we think about medicine, you know, it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. I did a show uh, titled Suppressive Medicine. I talked about what I call suppressive medicine. I really don't remember who coined that phrase, but basically allopathic medicine, pharmaceuticals as suppressive medicine, essentially talking about how, you know, we're, we're looking at symptom relief, symptom relief, symptom relief, and we're essentially kind of smacking down a symptom and in so doing, in many cases, bringing up a side effect. Um, we're not working with the body. We're suppressing the body's, you know, essential natural response to the, to the ailment. A a great example of this is with a fever. Uh, We use Tylenol here in this country, like it's water when our children have a fever of 101 degrees, uh, 102 degrees, that kind of thing. And the body is literally using the fever to fight off the ailment. And we're suppressing the fever because we want our child to be comfortable or we're worried about, you know, you know, Uh, harm or whatever from the fever. And of course, high, high, high fevers can be harmful, but in many cases, uh, in most cases, fevers are our friends, not our our enemies. But suppressive medicine, by design, is trying to suppress a symptom and not work with the body. You're talking about a medicine that is, uh, and and you use the word stimulate, and I think that's a great word to describe what happens with homeopathy, except I want to clarify, these are not stimulant-type formulas. Right, so like caffeine is a stimulant. We think of these different types of stimulating things. This this is gentle stimulation. I call it yeah. coaxing. We coax the body into doing its job better.
2: You know, I would say you're right. Uh, Maybe better than stimulate to speed up the natural yeah
1: yeah. yeah, just just urging the body gently to you know do its job a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, and and I love that concept because. I believe like you do, and I think, frankly, most of the people listening to this show believe like we do in that, yes, the body can heal itself if we're able to remove the things that are in the way of it healing and we're able to support the things that are maybe missing or or, or supplement the things that are missing. And in homeopathy, we're really not supplementing a, a missing thing. We're we're doing—I I love the idea, and I didn't. I hated this idea because I didn't understand homeopathy. But now that I understand homeopathy, I love the idea and concept and have had success with this where we are supplementing the body with things that it it needs. Uh, you know, uh, we'll take sleep. You talked about coffee acruda, right? Right. I believe that everybody in America almost can benefit from supplemental magnesium because it's a very, very common um, very, very common deficiency and it creates significant uh, deficiency symptoms, one of which can be sleeplessness, insomnia, right And we can't get the amount of magnesium that we need from homeopathy uh, it's very difficult to get the amount of magnesium that we need from, uh, from uh, our food anymore because of the soil and all that type of thing. So we supplement magnesium. But if we can supplement magnesium and get the nutrition that the body needs and gently coax the body to do its job anyway with something like coffee acruda, then that combination of, of naturopathic principles, uh, nutrition, Plus that homeopathic coaxing. I love that. And it works really, really well. And I want to bring up something else that I think is really, really important here. There is a significant backlash against homeopathy right now happening in in this country. There are doctors, you can read about them online all the time, just complaining about, it's just a placebo. It's you're, They're lying to customers. They're lying to patients. This is no good. Pharmaceutical companies, for whatever reason, I, don't, I can't imagine why, would love for homeopathics to go away, right? Like, hey, let's get rid of these things. And I've, it's a really interesting push because I often say, and I said this a lot over the last few years, when they are pushing so hard against something, there's a pretty good chance that that something is pretty good and pretty effective. Otherwise, why would they care? They
2: wouldn't care. Exactly. Yeah. Why care? Right. Why care? No, you, you, you're absolutely right. And uh, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, I, I at least the the practitioners, the doctors, because they don't study it, you know, at medical school. They, they don't know. I mean, you go to France and homeopathy is part of the curriculum. So they grew up with it not only they grew up with it as a child because everybody uses homeopathy, so right. they've used it themselves, then they study it at school. And then this is why 46% of general practitioners, conventional doctors, use homeopathy as a complement to their, uh, you know, conventional uh, arsenal of, 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 of drugs out there. Is that in and France? This is, this is, that's in France. Okay. And so it's it's commonly used, admitted, and and... But yet, there are there is controversy, and they've been there have been controversy for two hundred years everywhere in the world. So <laughs> I am not surprised by what's going on in the United States. As I said, I don't even blame them. It's more like lack of awareness and, and knowledge than 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 anything else. Yeah. Uh, but but at the end of the day, what uh, they should be looking at is you know the the interest of of, of the patients and. You know, of course, pharmaceutical companies don't like it because they. I, I attended a medical conference on research uh, a couple of months ago in Connecticut, and there is this beautiful study on. You know, they they um, they took uh, I think uh, you know a, a thousand or ten thousand children, and uh, from the day they were born, uh, and so they divided that in two groups. One group would uh, be using. Just conventional medicines, and the other group would be com- using conventional medicines and homeopathy. So they were treated also by homeopathy doctors, uh, because again we cannot say and we will never say that homeopathy is the only option available that uh, that works. Uh, conventional medicines save life. That's granted. We need to uh, we need to think about that too. But um, they followed the, the, those kids during ten years, and after ten years, so they are ten years old they did the analysis of what group, which group is healthier. And uh, it was unbelievable. Like half of the disease and symptoms occurred in the group treated with homeopathy than in the uh, group without homeopathy. And to your point, as far as the cost and pharmaceuticals, the cost was 37% less of medical bills uh, combining the, the purchase of, of, of the, the medicine and the price of the consultation. 37% less with uh, the group uh, of children that uh, included homeopathy in their you know treatments. So we can not only help uh, customers or your customers but people in general to be healthier, they're going to actually save money (laughs) by by using homeopathy.
1: Well, and let's talk about that too, because it's an interesting thing when you look at that, because one of the biggest things, and, and I've talked about this on Vitality Radio, I get it. I'm in a unique position because I own a supplement store. People like you would come into my store representing your brand. And if I want to try something, odds are you're going to give me something to try. It's not very hard for me to get free natural medicine. Really, right? So I don't have that uh, barrier that some of my customers have where, you know, the budget for supplementation may be very low uh, on, on a given month or, you know, whatever it is. And that's one of the things I talked about with suppressive medicine. It's another show that I just recently did a few weeks ago where I talked about drug companies and how they, um, I'll say, artificially inflate the prices of their products on patents and things like that to, to milk as much money out of consumers as possible. And of course, that's not you saying it, that's me saying it, but it is what it is. <laughs> but when it comes to this, uh, this cost thing, we talk all the time about the challenges of health care and health care costs and health insurance and all of these different things that are going on. And one of the things that I find very, very fascinating, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you know the statistics better than me, but in developing countries, homeopathy is incredibly popular. And for one reason, it's because people can actually afford it. I, I, yeah, it's absolutely. not expensive medicine. Um, and when you talked about it being used complementary, comp- in complementary ways with uh, pharmaceuticals, or as I talked about with supplements, uh, you know, Absolutely. with, with uh, nutraceuticals and things like that, it makes yep. perfect sense because it's a very inexpensive complement. When we talk about these little tubes, if you're unfamiliar with the tubes that homeopathic pellets come in, they're just a little thing about the size smaller than a roll of dimes, if you can kind of imagine that, probably about half the size of a roll of dimes. It's a little tube, and they're little pellets are delicious, they taste like sugar because that's mostly what they're made out of is a little bit of sugar with the homeopathic medicine. And if you, yeah, if you can see this video, Guillaume is showing you what one of these little green tubes looks like that come from Olois. And they're little tiny pellets that any kid loves. I've never given a homeopathic remedy to a child and they said, oh, yuck, and spit it out. It's not like that, right? It's the easiest medicine to give. And these little tubes are like eight bucks. I mean, this is very, very inexpensive medicine and it makes perfect sense on its own when it makes sense. And it makes perfect sense also in conjunction with other medicines when that makes sense. So from a financial perspective, I do believe it really is seen as a threat uh, to the pharmaceutical companies in many ways because it's yep. very inexpensive, very effective, very uh, the safety profile is unparalleled. There's nothing in medicine natural or otherwise that has a higher and better safety profile than homeopathy. So in all of those ways, it can beat the competition in many in many areas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So really interesting stuff. Now we are, because we could talk about this for a long, long time. Yeah, I know. We're, we're up I know. against it. I think we have about eight or 10 minutes left. So I want to talk about a couple of other things specifically. The reason that you're on this show and not a representative from another homeopathic company, because I have nothing against these other homeopathic companies. There's a lot of great companies doing a lot of great work in homeopathy. But our conversation that we had just a month ago, you... Frankly, kind of blew me blew my mind on all of the different things that you've done recently that I was unaware of with your brand. Like I've I've been carrying the brand for all of the time since I met you, but I hadn't been educated on what has changed until very recently. So let's talk about how Olois is doing it differently than some of the other brands out there.
2: Thank you, Jared. I think you know homeopathy is 200 years old, and it looks like it's 200 years old. There's not really <laughs> been any innovations out there the same remedies the same displays in the stores that you've you know they've been like for 40 for 50 years um, it's it's very it was very challenging for us for me to uh, to to try to innovate in a very old field like homeopathy the, the oldest by the way way before conventional medicine were invented right. uh, homeopathy was out there um and so we could we we could work on on two things uh the the remedy itself from the plants as you mentioned very briefly we are the only company to be fully integrated from seed to shelf we have our gardens in france where we grow our medicinal plants and uh, we innovated as far as like for example using biodynamic farming regenerative agriculture um, for us our values as always and as Savine, the mother uh, company in france are at three levels. The number one is transparency. And that's why we're here to talk about homeopathy, to try to bring awareness out there. You know, these are Latin names that nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows how it's made. If you go to alwayscom you'll see videos on everything, the gardens, the manufacturing, the pharmaceutical lab, uh, the picture of the plant itself. I mean, what is it? That's what we do. The other Very important value for us where we could innovate is um, what we do for our community. And um, historically, the pellets in the markets were made of sucrose and lactose they used the lactose especially 100 years ago 670 years ago to to as a binding agent and nowadays with the new technology and this is where we actually can bring something to the table the youngest brand and the more the newest ones we were the first ones to remove the lactose from the pellet and to be honest with you it come it came from a personal necessity. I wanted to raise my kid with homeopathy like I was raised in France with with it. I know the benefits. I knew how important it would be for my kids. The problem is that my son was born lactose intolerant. Then my my daughter became vegan. And then my wife at the age of 40 became lactose intolerant as well. Very, very bad. And so they were all reacted very negatively to to the pellets themselves because they had the lactose. So I, I worked and I found this, uh, this manufacturer in Germany that could come up with the exact same pellet, but without the lactose. So we launched the first lactose-free uh, homeopathic remedies in the world. That was uh, 10, 10, 12 years ago. But also, <clears throat> um, the uh, since 85% are plant or mineral-based, the only thing that would prevent them from being vegan-friendly was the lactose. So all of the sudden, 85% of our remedies, and again, in transparency, when you look at the displays that you have in your store or the pamphlets that you can give them away, it's gonna tell you which ones are not, uh, just a handful of them, but which ones are not vegan-friendly. It's very important to be transparent with vegan customers. Uh, And the idea, all of the sudden, was to uh, reach out to everybody, We want at Olois to be homeopathy for all, to be literally the only one for everyone. And I'm sure there are way more vegan customers who shop at a health food store than the one shopping at Walmart. So it is even more important to provide a vegan option to someone who is interested in the natural industry to start with. Uh, So that's really became the first major innovation uh, that we brought to the table for homeopathy. None of the other brands have vegan uh, options. Then we wanted to go a little bit further. Uh, Since the the pellets themselves were organic certified, our plants and gardens and all the manufacturing facility in France, uh, especially the, 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 the gardens, are organic certified as well as I mentioned, biodynamic farming, etc., organic certified. <clears throat> the only thing that, that would uh, prevent us from getting the organic certification was to use organic alcohol to make the dilutions, to dilute the remedies from the tinctures. And so I worked with uh, with our lab and they said, well, organic alcohol is 10 times more expensive. I said, I don't care. We need to have you know, everything organic. And sure enough, after we were able to prove to those organic certifiers that every single component of the manufacturing included in the finished product were organic certified by themselves, we were the first one to get the organic certification for uh, for the finished product. So that really also made a big difference. Uh, you know, they are pretty much the same cost as the other brands, but organic certified. Um, and then year ago, year and a half ago, I was in New York and uh, you know, my logo says, our logo says homeopathy for all and someone says, well it's not true, you know that, right? I'm like, why not? Well, they are not kosher. And I'm like, oh you're right, absolutely right I didn't think of it, but you're right. So we contacted the kosher certification uh, orthodox union is the, the one, the most important in Europe. And they said, no, it can't be done. I was like, well <laughs> They told me couldn't we couldn't do the lactose free pellets, we couldn't do the organic certification, and we always we did that. So what does it take? Well, we would need to go and there or did the facilities and say, well, come. Took a year, but this year we got and we are the only one to be kosher certified. So that's as far as what do we do for our community is I think it's it's very important. And then the last thing is our values is sustainability. We started with the biodynamic farming, but we were very bothered by the fact that we use plastic. Everybody uses plastic, petroleum-based uh, containers, packaging, and so there are billions and billions of you know bottles of plastics thrown back to uh, nature. So we worked for almost two years with a company in Italy, and I'm proud to say, and this is our most important innovation of all, we, this year, were the first one to launch a container, a packaging, that is actually made from organic, recycled vegetable oil. 100% recyclable, no more petroleum-based remedies. I mean, uh, container plastic uh, packaging. And so, if you are really into sustainability, you need to look at the manufacturing of the product, but also the container, the boxes, the the, the plastic vials, the jars of supplements and uh, you know what we even declined the exclusivity my my dream our our goal would be five ten years from now that every single one of your suppliers in the store could use that technology to to uh, to remove petroleum based uh product from their packaging and so at every level you know when we try to have this holistic approach we need to take care of mother nature because we use nature to make those remedies so we help nature is helping us feel better we need to take care of mother nature and you know what uh, the the younger generation i mean you and i are pretty much the, the same age the the our children that's what they're looking at they are looking at what a brand is doing for their community and for the planet and I believe we are the only one to actually do something about it uh, on both ways. So this is really what set us apart from anybody else.
1: Yeah, and and I love that story. And when you told me that, especially about the petrochemical, you know, free uh, packaging, I thought that was really cool. Because one of the things that rubs me wrong on a regular basis at my shop in the supplements I sell is I sell a lot of plastic, you know, with with the capsules inside or whatever it is, including my own brand. So you've uh, given me something to think about there. I'd love to go a different direction, and maybe that's something we can do down the road. We have run up against our clock. Um, If you heard the rattling there, that was actually... (laughs) <laughs> the little homeopathic tube with the uh, pellets in it. it. It works great like a baby rattle. If you ever want to do that, you can do that, although it's a little small. Um, and, uh, and and so if you're listening and not watching, uh, that's what that sound was. Uh, but these th- these remedies, I want you to know about it. And what I'm going to do in 2024 is once a week, you know, I do two shows a week, but one show per week, I'm going to have a homeopathic minute where I'm going to talk about one specific single remedy, uh, what it does, what evidence we have of it, if there's Studies that have been done on it, um, how to use it, what potency to use for various things, that kind of thing. I call it a homeopathic minute. It's probably going to be more like three to five minutes uh, each week. And um, I will say that uh, Guillaume, my guest today, has uh, offered me some assistance in how to find that information and get that to you. I'm really, really excited about this. I'm excited for you to understand it better. I'm excited, frankly, for me to understand it better so I can present it better to you. And uh, it's just been, it's been. Uh, an exciting last 30 days or so since we met uh, again for the first time in several years, I think, since we've seen each other, probably pre-COVID was Mm -hmm. the last time I saw you. And uh, I'm just really excited to get uh, going with this and getting this information out there to people listening to Vitality Radio. We do have to uh, get off now. I do, I will say this, a couple of things. Uh, We'll do another show uh, where we'll go a little bit in more depth on, uh, the way that we use homeopathy down the road, as well as, like I say, those little homeopathic minutes. So stay tuned to Vitality Radio in 2024. You're going to learn a lot about homeopathy. Guillaume, thank you, my friend, so much for your expertise, thank you so much, Jared. for what you're doing for homeopathy and for what you did for my listeners here today.
2: Thank you so much for what you are doing also for homeopathy. And you have got an amazing selection. I. I recommend everybody who lives in, in your area to go and, and visit the store, look at the, the different displays, look at the kits that you just received, you have very beautiful kit options, great Christmas gifts, by the way, for whoever uses homeopathy. Uh, so thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, happy to help. Let me know if I can, uh, if I can help you with anything else.
1: Absolutely. And I again, I appreciate you. And for you listening, thank you so much. Uh, It's been an amazing last year was just incredible. 2023 has just been unbelievable. I want to just push it forward with even more great information for you in 2024. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you have questions, call us 801 292 6662 or check us out online, vitalitynutrition.com. We'll have all of the uh, wonderful products we've talked about online as well as in store for you. And uh, with that, I will say thank you once again for listening. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. Bye.
0: Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.